Hello and welcome to this week's GG Weekend Watch, kindly sponsored by Bet UK, where we all rejoice as we get to finally talk jump racing again. The freeze has finally thawed off, so fortunately we do have some top class action to go to war with this weekend. A bumper nine race card at Cheltenham as well as some top-notch races from Doncaster as well. So all of us, we could not be happier right now. Finally back talking what we love. But we did, of course, have to acknowledge a fair amount of all-weather racing last weekend, some very good racing in its own right. But because of that, we did sort of lack a little bit maybe on the winner's front as we tend to expect. We only had about half an hour really to preview it anyway. So just to recap, we did have Smith placing at 12 to 1 for Andrew and Alagayla winning at 10 to 11 for me as my nap as I did put very tongue-in-cheek on Twitter that god I'm good some of the sarcasm may have gone over a few people's head but otherwise it was uh it we, we'll we'll bypass last That's weekend Twitter, like, <laughs> yeah but hopefully we'll have more to go towards this weekend and we're going to begin with the great one Clarence House Chase for five roads and over over two miles at 120 rescheduled from Ascot of course uh not unfortunately the same prize money but with the same three original horses at least plus three more so Terrell Massifield uh how are you playing it yeah uh, I think Edward uh Edward Stone no not sorry not Edward Stone no 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 <laughs> Nergamine the other I think he wins um <laughs> 8.15, I think, is a fair price. I was pretty confident that he would beat Edward Stone last week at Ascot, but there's a couple of extra players in the field now that could just um, they just bring down your confidence a little bit more uh, just because they can get in the way and, like, size and potsy in here. You don't know what he's going to do. But uh, Edward Degui looks like he's going to try and make all the running. Um, but I'd fancy an Ergamine to pick these up and clear away. I think he's miles better than these. Um, I, I tipped Edward Stone for the, uh, for the Tingle Creek, and this is not a pat on the back. Um, the reason I did was because... I felt that the race was pretty weak on the ground. I thought that Grenatine would have left his race at Exeter. Now, he normally runs one big race every single year, and it's normally at Sandown. Now, he did run well to be beaten nine lengths, but it, it wasn't quite the calibre that he produced the year before. So I do think that Paul, he admitted himself, he had him ready for his life at Exeter. I think he might have left his race there a little bit. Shishkin was a bit of a dodgy favourite because he was returning from injury. Um, so he, he sort of had to be taken on. Uh, and the rags of the field, Gentleman Demi and Dunvegan. They, I mean, Gentleman Demi has been beaten 40 lengths by Blue Lord and Dunvegan's been beaten in a handicap at his favourite fairy house next time. Um, so I'm not overly convinced that the form is as strong. In saying that, I kind of like, last year we, we came to the conclusion that the novices just weren't that strong. Mm. Um, and I don't think, I think a lot of people are making a U-turn on that. I wouldn't make a U-turn on that so quickly, uh, simply because of that that one run in the Tingle Creek. I think that um, while Edward Stone is a fantastic horse, I do think it was a below par bunch last year. And I think that him and Blue Lord are sort of the younger legs in the division that is very weak on the ground. So I don't I don't see any reason why Energamine shouldn't continue at the top of the tree and he'd be for me at 8 50. Yeah, I'm in total agreement with absolutely everything you just said, to be fair. And if you won't give yourself a pat on the back, we will for that tickle free <laughs> tipping up of Edward Stone all the same anyway. But I am in total agreement. I still don't want to do the U-turn of thinking the novices are mm. all of a sudden we've got them completely wrong. Because like you say, I just can't physically do that. So yeah, an argument for both of us too, probably is a fair price at 8 to 15 or the same. Andrew, are you also with an argument? No, I'll take him on. I mean, last year's champion chase was pretty poor really wasn't it i mean funambio civil was second at 40 the one has been beaten um in all three subsequent outings and has proved very disappointing this season 
season uh, envoy allen um won over three miles next time and just went off too fast that day didn't he over two politologues retired put the cattle on i think she's been retired as well Chacun Poursois was still in contention when he unseated. He's been well beaten in two starts. He's an 11-year-old. It was um, uh, it was more like a veteran's chase, wasn't it, I think, last year? <laughs> look, at, look at the age of them. Um, so I'd rather side with um, you know, some, Edward Stone against him. Uh, I mean, Chac And as well, uh, Enogamon's jumping, kind of let him down. He, he made a couple of mistakes in the champion chase. And... Uh, you know, when he doesn't make mistakes, it tends to be when he bowls along in the front and gets left alone when he's nine to one on running in Ireland, as he was um, a couple of runs ago. So, you know, maybe he can make a mistake. Maybe that will, um, you know, affect him. I don't think you want to be backing him at eight to 15. I'd rather be at Edward Stone at two to one. I mean, Pace-wise, it's... I was quite interested in Amarillo Sky when there was only three runners to, to outrun his odds and maybe get second if one of the others underperformed. But now, editor De Geek and Amarillo Sky are likely to take them along. It's complicated slightly. Not a betting race for me, but for the purpose of this video, I'll go Edward Stone. Yeah, taking taking on Ergamine then with Edward Stone for the British, at least anyway, to hopefully hold on to that race for them. Uh, right, more hopefully of a betting heat in our next race. This is a premier handicap chase for five-year-olds and over, over two mile, four and a half furlongs at 150. Uh, another one of these wide open two and a half mile Cheltenham handicap chases, which we all love. So, Andrew, over to you, please. Yeah, this is the belter, isn't it? It's all mm. the usual suspects again. Um, Il Rodoto and Fugitive uh, heading the betting round about five to one, according to the prices I've got in front of me. And the interesting thing about Fugitive, who was impressive at Chepstow last time, that rate, uh, run came on officially soft ground. According to Proform, the time, the um, the going was good. If you look at the time of that, it, it was about what, 11 seconds below standard. Definitely not a soft ground time for Chepstow that day. Mm -hmm. And uh, previously, he has underperformed on soft ground. So... You know, obviously at the moment, soft, frozen in places they're calling Cheltenham. We're kind of guessing as to how it's going to ride. Um, but if it is genuinely soft, I think Fugitive could be vulnerable here. Uh, I prefer Il Rodoto of the pair. He's got the cheap pieces on for the first time. That's a positive angle for the Nichols Yard, uh, particularly with horses who finished um, out of the first three last time out, as Il Rodoto did. Although that, you know, that wasn't a, a disgrace, was it? He's, you know, he was fourth in the Paddy Power Gold Cup as well in November. Um, so he's he's got plenty of previous in these sort of races. I thought he'd go well. Um, of, of the rest, um, Guy is going to be the um, the one I'm going to be using in the Tote Exacta to finish second to the field, or in the Trifecta to finish second with anything else winning or finishing third. He's a right old fruitcake. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he snatched defeat from the jaws of victory on a number of occasions, and. Um, uh, you know, the cheap pieces didn't help in that regard last time out when he was third. And I think if you want one at a big price, it could provide a bit of play, uh, value in the place part. Stick uh, guy in there. Of the others, Phoenix Way um, is particularly interesting. He's older than the average winner of this race, um, but he's got a good record in January, including his point-to-point -point form. It's four wins from four starts. Now, he, he was fourth to Fugitive at Chepstow last time. The ground would have been quicker than ideal. And uh, he did best of those to come from off the pace. We know that uh, Chepstow chase courses a front runner's benefit just look at the welsh national mm. so uh, phoenix way 16 to 1 he'll go well uh, and the other one on the shortlist is another paul nichols first time cheap piece horse which is uh, simply the bets oh, 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 it oh, could oh. be better than all the rest and um <laughs> you know he, he was uh, quite well supported for um you know um a similar race last time around i think in the paddy power gold cup as well so if the cheap pieces makes the difference to him you know david maxwell could have his uh, another another day in the sun so yeah, shortlist of four, 
Uh, picking between them is pretty tricky. I'll go for Phoenix Way, given that four from four January record. Cool. So out of those three, Phoenix Way is one that gets the vote 16 to one. You slip in these puns so subtly that you almost miss yeah. them, but that was very good anyway. To simply it's like being hit by a train. I don't think there's anything subtle about that. <laughs> <laughs> Subtle for my for my brain anyway, mm -hmm. my slow brain. Uh, or guy um, to finish second against the field then <laughs> at sixteen to one. Here's current price. Uh, Daryl, who do you like? Yeah, I like the favourite fugitive, uh, and I like Phoenix Way as well. Phoenix Way would have been prepped for a repeat bid at the Ascot race last week, but it was obviously called off. So they've they've come here. I think that was the target for him all season. So he's going to be ready and raring to go i think and uh as andrew said he did really well from the rear of the field in that chepstow race no horse especially on deep ground can sort of come from off the pace at that track with that downhill run um down to the home straight and uh i thought he did i thought he was better than the bare result there but i do think that i will be backing him um i do think that fugitive has got a hell of a lot in hand though um i think he's a very well handicapped horse the fact that he was here second to amarello sky who's since won um, on his previous start, it, it shows that he handles the course. He sort of hung that day in behind runners, and we sort of questioned his attitude, I think, afterwards. And uh, it, it, there was no no worries about that next time at Chepstow. Uh, it recorded an RPR of 152. Uh, he was off one free free. He's up ten pound off one free four free now. I think he's still got more in hand. This this horse, I think he's um, I think he's pretty useful. I couldn't have Ildito. He seems very. Very tripless to me. How many times is he going to finish third, fourth, staying on, not staying on? Over two miles, two and a half miles. Reminds me very much of Magic Saint uh, as well. Like that, that, those two horses tend to sort of have no no trip. I just want to mention one in here um, because I have I put him up for the Grand Annual at forty to one, and that's a horse called All Mankind as the outside of the entire field. Um, this horse is dropping very rapidly in the handicap, and I've been keeping very close eye on him. Um, he's been given held up, hold up rides at the rear of the field. Again, he was in that fugitive race at Chepstow. He actually ran much better than the results suggest. They was giving him a very easy time of things. Now, for an out and out front runner who's been held up for for the majority of this season, he's dropped from 163 down to 149. So I'm I'm hoping that he's going to drop back to two miles, go from the front in the Grand Annual, and uh, be very hard to beat. He did run that course in the Arkle few years ago when he got into a battle with captain guinness and uh shishkin picked him up but uh i think he's a well handicapped horse but i can't advise backing him for this because if he lines up at the rear of the field then i'm assuming that they're they're sort of doing doing a job on him um but if he's sort of lingering around the front then he might just be worth a couple of quid as a, as a bit of a saver but i do oh, think oh, well done for mentioning all mankind without calling him the dan skelton cheeky horse that <laughs> yeah that's very, that's very, very well very well done very, very true. But I do think there is bigger targets ahead for him. I mean, this is a 56 grand race. If they wanted to, I assume if they were, were going to be targeting this, I would assume Harry would be on him rather than being on Spirit of the Games. But um, Fugitive, yeah, I'll stick with Fugitive with a, with a saver on uh, Phoenix Way. Cool. Yeah, I like it. But like I say, do just watch out for all mankind though, all the same. Because like you said, considering he is an out and out, well, what in his best days, he's an out and out from runner. No one could get near him. So he was a bit tapped in the head. Um, yeah, still only seven though, this lad. And yeah. the outsider of the field. So yeah, just see how he's lining up, but could potentially be the grand annual um angle then when it comes down to it. Now I'm pleased that a pair of you two have given well, good shout out to Fugitive at least anyway, because I was toying between the two, Fugitive and your darling. So I'm gonna back them both. 
But for the purposes of this uh, podcast and the fact that neither of you have gone for them yet, I'll go for your darling. Available at the bigger each way price of 10 to 1. So I think that this drop back in trip should really suit enough for you. Just didn't get home over the three-mile trip at Kempton last time out. That was off of a £10 higher mark following his win at Ascot over two mile five. And the last but the last time out, as I say, was his first go over three miles. So I can forgive that run. Still think there's more mileage in this mark and he's been given one pound back for last time out. But also fugitive because of all the reasons you've both said about him then returned in just such a better light. And he managed to build on that second when he was behind a very well handicapped Amarillo Sky on his reappearance at Cheltenham. Um, but he was just suited by the longer trip last time out, wasn't he? Dotted up ultimately, he was eased remains unexposed over a two mile four and you just know you knew he was going to be hammered by the handicap the last time out he was because of that 10 pound rise but i agree with you daryl i think there's still far more mileage in him over this distance now we head to doncaster for the grade two yorkshire rosemares hurdle for four yards and over over two miles and half a furlong at 205 a race that has been won by some stars in the past and one star we have in here is a wonderful epitont who is our short price favorite so again daryl how are we playing this one Oh, she's an absolute certainty. <laughs> yeah, I was hovering around the um, I was hovering around the prices at opening just to see if they would make a mistake, maybe put her in it. Yeah, I don't know, four to five or something like that. But did anyone know? No, 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 no. no. Uh, she's uh, she should be shorter than one to three, in my opinion. You could have her at one to ten. I wouldn't be grumbling at that. She's uh, she's an absolute certainty. Dropping back, um, dropping back in grade into a grade two. A lot of these arrive here out of form. I mean, Martello Sky um was very disappointing i thought against love envoy last time cheap pieces now go on um the rest have got a good bit of fire i think gallis mccarlo might be the bet without um but i haven't again i haven't seen price for that but my goodness me i don't even think that epiton's been really like i don't think she's been given a real race by aiden coleman you know what i mean yeah um, the reason the reason is is because constitution hill has been in front of her the whole time so i don't think he's been going hell for leather so uh i think oh she's a good thing she is yes we like that say it with confidence and that's exactly the way that she's been priced up as well at the time andrew can you find a way to get a beat i'll find uh many weaknesses in epitome i mean um she's raced in grade one company 13 times since uh winning a listed um, handicap hurdle at newbury back in november 2019 uh, winning six of those 13 stars, placing in the others. Um, she's going to outclass this lot, isn't she? Racing post ratings have her 14 pounds ahead of the field. Um, I mean, unless there's you know been a, a setback, which we haven't been told about in the last month, she should really win this um, quite comfortably. You know, obviously, when we talk about certainties and good things and lump on, we have to be a bit careful because we talk about responsible gambling and, you know, horses can get hampered, brought down, unseat, fall. Um, so don't go mortgaging your house. But um, if you've got two houses, mortgage one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sound advice. <laughs> Sound advice. Or mortgage the second home. If any of you are lucky enough to, to own one in this current climate, then yeah, then it's definitely <laughs> worth it. Otherwise, like you say, you do make a very serious point, though, that we do preach uh, responsible gambling as always. So a lot of this, of course, is tongue in cheek to a large extent. Anyway, so that wraps it up with Epiton winning the Yorkshire Rose Mares hurdle. Back to Cheltenham now for the Grade 2 Cotswold Chase at four, five rods and over, over three mile one at 2.25. Lots of Gold Cup potential pointers in here. This could be very informative, Andrew, but who wins it? Yeah, it's a cracking race, isn't it? Um, six yeah. runners, but it's really difficult to pick between them. And it's typical of this race. You often get this kind of size field, but 
it's very hard to sort of uh, pick between them. One thing that does stand out about this race is how well front runners have done. Uh, we've often seen um, horses try to win this from uh, the back of the field and, and um, fail, often at short prices. I think Cape Tribulation was the only horse in the last 10 years who's won this under a patient ride. Mm. Um, so, you know, pace-wise, you've obviously got Frodon, who's uh, won this previously. Interestingly, the last couple of years, Frodon's like, you know, running, uh, running the King George and then not being seen until Cheltenham. But when he does rock up in January or February, he does really well. Um, since his debut for Paul Nichols, um, six wins from eight starts and um, two defeats, both in grade one company. So, you know, Froden has won this race before. And, uh, you know, I thought he could go well from the front again in a race that obviously favours his running style. Uh, the other one I was looking at was Dusart, who I was keen on in uh, Long Presso's race at the Chilton Festival last year. He did well, you know, he was, he was the 20 to 1 eighth favourite out of nine. The only horse bigger than him was 150 to 1 shot. And he's, uh, he's outrun his odds to finish fifth. He then went to um, Air for the Champions Novices uh, Handicap Chase. And, um, you know, he won that in game fashion from Sounds Russian. Who's a shorter price than him here? Uh, I think there was only about half a length between them that day. First time back, he was favourite for a handicap hurdle, but that stuck, didn't it? Because it looked like a, you know a, a sort of um, comeback exercise, and um, the yard won it with Captain Morg. So uh, you know, I, I wouldn't read too much into that. That will have brought him on, and um, I think Dusart could have a say at the spring festivals, whether it's Cheltenham, Aintree, or Air, or uh, two out of the three. Um, so at the prices, I've got to side with him because he's around about 14 to 1. And um, Protectorat, I wasn't you know, massively keen on because he might be held up. Noble Yates, you, you've got to respect him at Mullins when he runs a horse in Britain. Uh, I, th I think he's something like, you know, sort of four win five wins, three seconds from his last 10 runners in Britain. Um, uh, and then yeah, Ahoy Senor, I mean, it's diff difficult, isn't it? Will, will he get in the battle for the early lead will throw it on? Will he just clout the first and pull up and then be seen other hurdles next time? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tricky one, but I'll go do so over Froden. I'll, I'll probably just throw a few quid at the reverse exactor as well. Oh, nice, likable prices as well. Do start the outsider of the field at 14 to 1, 17 to 2 currently. About Frodon to be playing those two gates, those at the head of the market. Daryl, who are you siding with? Yeah, I, I don't know to be honest with you, Kate. Um, <laughs> the race conditions of this race are very strange. Like, you get a penalty after September the 30th if you won a listed or a grade three premier handicap. And oh. upwards, obviously. So, like this race always seems to fav like just favours the Grade One horse, because yeah. you know th th those horses. There's a lot of horses end up stepping up in Grade, end up carrying penalties. Like Frodon's got a penalty, I think, for his uh, for his Badger Beers win. I think Korak Rambler was in here. He would have had a penalty for his Ultima handicap win. That's like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense really. Um, for that reason, I'll, I'll just tentatively start with Protector. I thought he was brilliant at uh, at Haydock. I think he's 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 the one that's got the most class for me there was nothing wrong with his third in the gold cup behind a pluto when the race probably didn't they didn't go hard enough test stammer enough for him i think he'll, he'll have the ground that he wants today uh, and he's he's a horse to sort of keep on side the first couple of starts after a wind operation and then he he must have problem with problems with his wind because he needs it quite regularly so mm. um while he's in this sort of form i don't see why i should side against him noble yates um when I watched his entry run, right, I thought, oh, my God, it's a Gold Cup winner there. But then I did did remember sort of the more I've sat there and watched it and watched it is that so many horses, entry makes a lot of horses very impressive. Um, so, like, 
the last day, for example, um, Brave Siaska recently, uh, and they don't tend to back it up. I didn't think he was entirely at home here in the Ultima last year, albeit the, the, the target was the Grand National. Um, so he, he does have a little bit to prove for me. I don't think uh, Protectorat has all that much to prove. So I think he's probably the most likely winner. Oh, like it. Yeah, so Protector. And then I remember you saying that about Noble Yates. I've had it in my head ever since because, like you say, I was one that, well, it doesn't take much for me to get carried away anyway. But uh, but I thought, God, he's, like you say, he's a Gold Cup horse. And then he started going mm. into the form and started delving through it. And the more questions I then started to ask. So, yeah, this is going to be really telling for Noble Yates, I think. This. Yeah. But yeah, Protector, like you say, is far more of this solid play all the time and uh and i mean along with brave man's game again it's hopefully going to be a leading hope for the british come the gold cup itself now back to doncaster for the albert bartlett river don novices heard of this is a grade two contest for five rods and over over three miles at 240. we like to think of this as a potential albert bartlett trial but that hasn't necessarily been the case in the last few years anyway uh but Darryl, who do you like um i'm at the top of the market again unfortunately I look to stay away, Faith, Paul Nichols. Uh, spoke to uh, Charlie Davis about this horse uh, on the Betfair podcast the other week, and uh, they they think he's improved a hell of a lot from his first start to his second start. And it kind of concurred with what I thought about him, because when he ran at Newbury, I thought that he was just quite stuffy. Um, he was very green as well in stages. Um, if you watch closely, when under pressure, uh, Harry never got really serious with him after the third last um sort of just kept him on the hand and heels and then when he really went for him he picked up nicely i think the step up and trip's gonna suit he does have a bit to prove in terms of some of these uh you know a, a stronger standard but i do think he's the most promising horse out of the lot if there's a horse that's going to go on to run in the albert Bartlett, i think it could be him i think that is the plan from the yard for speak from speaking to charlie and uh he's around 25 to 1 if you want to back him before before this but uh yeah uh, and, and is that in the um the market without the irish horses no 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 <laughs> no 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 look if he puts in a good performance <laughs> here like you, you've seen the anti-post markets he puts no, in a good I mean, performance I, here. Yeah, i'll tell you a point but it's just a is a british horse going to win an albert bartlett um you know we're, you're we're trying to say we're not battle hardened over here well, with with the Mullins and the yeah, it's, it's just um, well, you you say that, but you've got Embassy Gardens as seven to one second favourite from for the Albert Bartlett, and he did absolutely nothing by beating absolutely nothing last time. So the race is completely wide open at the moment. Um, look, he may not win the Albert Bartlett, but you know there there are ways to play and and get out before he runs in the Albert Bartlett. He's a twenty five to one shot if you want to back him there and then trade some off. That that's that's another betting option that you can do. But I think he'd go well here and. Uh, Second start after Windot. Paul's got a 32% stroke rate at Doncaster um, in graded races over hurdles. Lorcan Williams is no uh, no slouch in the saddle either. So uh, I think the trip will bring out a good source of improvement in him. Yep, the stay away, Faye. And if he does go on to win this, regardless of the manner of victory, such as the end-post markets nowadays, you can guarantee it will be a sea of blue about his Albert Bartlett's price anyway. So like I say, just flagging up the price that he is currently. If you think that he's going, he's a nice horse, he will pro if he goes and wins this, he will be cut in. So yeah, we're, there's a good way to play it now. Andrew, who do you like? Yeah, I like um, the favourite stay away, um, Faye. That's, um, that form's starting to work out quite well, isn't it? I mean, He's a geezer, the runner-up, went and beat my uh, Michelle Minucci at uh, Hereford next time uh, very narrowly. Egbert's won since. It, it, it looks solid, doesn't it? It looks like a good race. And as Daryl said, he should be sitting by the step up to three miles. So uh, he's the one for me. You'd have to um, give a bit of respect to Twig for Ben Pauling, given his good record in this race. Um, he's won it three times in recent years. He's also got Rock on Cowboy, the 66-1 to one outsider. But yeah, going through this, I was struggling to get away from stay away for it. 
Oh, perfect. So both of you in agreement then about the current fab with Stay Away Fay in that grade two River Dawn. All oh, the same. Right, grade two more, grade two action up. Now, this is the cleave hurdle for five year olds and over, over three miles at three o'clock back at Cheltenham, where dear old Paisley Park bidding for a fourth win in this race. So, Andrew, can he win yet another cleave hurdle? Yeah, every time I um, take him on, he's, he seems to come back a, a, a win. Um, <laughs> he hasn't won back to back for a while um so you know maybe that's at the back of your mind that um you know you could struggle again but you look at the opposition it's pretty weak isn't it i mean Jelino yeah. bellows reverting from fences after that fall in the quarto star novices chase at uh kempton um that that would be an, an obvious concern uh for, for this for, for this one and i um, mean he, he has what he jumped out to his right as well didn't he in his earlier chase start so you just wonder whether ultimately he's going to prove better you know, going right-handed. He's had two runs here, one on the old course, one on the new course, both over hurdles, been beaten both times. You know, he's finished second, but he, he was a short price. Dashiell Drasher, his stamina is um, not proven. He tends, he, he looks like sort of two five, two six horse, doesn't he? Mm. Um, wonderful horse though he is. You, you yeah. gotta love him. Um, you know, he, he is a 10 year old as well, and he is running over a trip beyond his best. Molly's on his wishes, he's had seven starts. Uh, against the boys outside of Mayor's only company. She's lost all seven. Um, Lord Accord is um, a good ground autumn horse who's reverting from fences. Um, Gold Tweet, I mean, this is Gold Tweet was favourite when finishing fourth in a handicap hurdle in France last time. Picked up eight and a half grand for, oh, for, for his troubles. And now he's, you know, if he finishes um, third here, he won't even get that much. You just, I know, why Why are you bothering to spend the money to come across and you've got that on yeah, the You kind of wonder, is it because they're selling the horse and maybe he's already been sold and perhaps he's going to rock up and under you know different colours and a different name next time or maybe even on Saturday? Or is it because he's just not that good, and if they could win a you know a race, a comparable race in France, they'd be running in France. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of an odd one. I'm, I'm going to chance that uh, Botox has, who uh, I put up for winning that um, formerly the Fixed Brush Handicap Hurdle at uh, Haydock a couple of runs ago, was a massive eye catcher in the Perterms Qualifier here at the October meeting when uh, I think it was seven of the first eight came from midfield or further back. He was the only one of the prominent races who figured he was second to shoot first. So he won well uh, when heavily supported in a huge field at Haydock next time. Came back here for the Rail Keel on New Year's Day. Um, two and a half miles was too sharp, uh, too short, and you know, did a bit too much too soon. Disappointed, admittedly, even allowing for that. Um, but maybe back up to three miles, you know, hopefully um, getting a fairly sort of uh, easy, well, an easier time on the front end this way rather than a four way disputed lead like in the Rail Keel. Maybe Botox has a, a double figure prize, can outrun his odds, but you can't help but thinking that Paisley Park's going to be looming up there <laughs> on yeah. the outside in the closing stages and do you by 11 and a half. Yeah, no whipping around at the start this time, please, Paisley, just to create extra dra drama then. But yeah, like I say, just been staying up the hill. But Botox has already been backed in from 14 to 1 to 11. All the same is the way Andrew's playing this, Daryl. What are you doing? Yeah, I just think Paisley Park will win. I think yeah. he'll drift in the betting. I think you, I think money will probably come for like one of the lesser exposed horses like Jelino Bello or Botox has. But I think uh, 
think Pacey Parts the grade one horse in the field, isn't he? Um, lots of negatives, as Andrew's touched on there for, for a lot of the other runners. Uh, Lord Accord is only in here because he's uh, he's protecting his Ultima handicap. Ah. That's <laughs> he's in here. Um, so for the last nine winners of the Ultima have actually run in this race. So um, oh. worth keeping an eye on him, how he goes. But yeah, this is just a spin for him. Um, Jolino Bello is obviously very interesting, but he's never run above 150. So it's hard to sort of have confidence in him coming back over fences. Botox has, for me, the last – his profile suggests he, he runs two good races and then tails off. And I can't get away from that. So I couldn't have him – The other, I just think Paisley Park wins. I just hope that Dashiell Drasher goes hard enough um, for Paisley Park because if not, Dashiell just might just last out, you know. Um, yeah. So I think it's between the two, top two, but Paisley's the class act in the field. Fingers crossed he can go on and win this and win the stairs hurdle. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's it. Like I said, the stairs hurdle itself looking wide open still. So yeah, the age of 11, dear old Paisley, what an unbelievable story that would be. That Well, an unbelievable story that he continues to write this horse. Now, one of the feature races of the weekend is at the Sky Bet Premier Handicap Chase for five-year-old Sonova over three miles at 3.15 at Doncaster. So Daryl, back to you for this one, please. Oh, I like Windsor Avenue. No, really? Yeah. Wow. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. I like Windsor Avenue for this. Last year's winner. Um, he's got an outstanding record in January. Like, it's ridiculously good. Um, so last year he, he won this race. Um, and that was his only start in, in January. The year before in January, he finished sixth to Dashiell Drasher over two mile five. So I, it was a bit of a messy race. I, I would put a line through that, right? And only because the year before he fell three out when challenging for the outcome novices grade two chase over Sam Brown. He fell. I think he would have won that day. The year before that in uh, in January, he bolted up by 15 lengths in the novice hurdle. The year before that, he bolted up by nine lengths in a Sedgefield um, bumper. I think he's just got a good record at this time of year. Like last year, he he did the same thing. So he mimicked what he did last year this year. So he pulled up at Aintree and Weatherby this year. He did the same last year. Mm. But he's bounced back from pulling up before. So I, it wouldn't worry me. I think he look, quite likes it here at Doncaster. He's finished first and second. The second he was found to be, um, uh, I think he was lame or, or, or scoped badly or something like that. Um, so I wouldn't wouldn't put I'd put a line through that. But this is I think this is a lesser race than than what it was last year when he won, and he's he's two pounds lower. I think there's lots to like about him at twenty to one. I, I don't think he get too much competition for the lead. So uh, yeah, I'd have a, a take a good chance on him at twenty to one. The other one I'd probably just have a stab at again is under supervision. Um, obviously, the horse disappointed at Newbury for us last time, but he, he returns to Doncaster where he beat Mr. Malarkey back in March. Um, I do; he's still relatively unexposed, and, and I do think there is there is a bigger pot in him, um, and it could just be this one back at Doncaster. He could end up turning out to be a, a like a horse that always runs well at this venue because this Doncaster track is very strange. Um, course form is replicated here more than anywhere else that I seem to find. So those would be my two against Phil. But I, if you, if you put me down a one, it'd be Windsor Avenue. Oh, wow. Yeah. All in then Windsor Avenue, 20 to one. I mean, would you even side with them each way or would you just be going win? Probably just go win. Because he's going to front run, I might side of him each way, just, just in case yeah. he gets sort of picked up, you know, or something. Yeah, or something. if he does still run his race. Yeah, like I say, if he does still run his race on the front end, comes back to Bannerpool. Oh, he's just such a 
ragamuffin. <laughs> oh, honestly, I, I really weirdly like the horse, but um, yeah, 20 to 1, though, very fair price about last year's winner. We know that Ross Chapman will have his work cut out for him to maintain him up in the vanguard or the same, but you'll also be back under supervision, 16 to 1, then about him as well. Andrew, who do you like? Yeah, Windsor Avenue for the same reason. He's five. Oh, God, what is going year. on in the world? <laughs> yeah, he's pull, pulled up in four of his five runs since winning this last year, but this is the first time he's had good ground since. And again, we, we've seen often in recent years, it's been a front runner's race. It's been an old boy's race. Um, I think the last uh, four winners were aged sort of 10 or 12. Uh, and, and often they just don't come back to the field. I mean, you look at it last year, you had uh, Windsor Avenue um, you know, winning, um, lead-headed press leader, blah, blah, you know, basically disputing with storm control um, throughout the Kerry Lee yard. Now, um, the other one I was interested in was Demachine for Kerry Lee. Now, he was only five to one for this race last year. They were an absolute stinker. But then um, he, um, the jockey got off and said he made a noise. And uh, after that, he had a wind operation. He won first time back after the wind surgery. That was in late May. And he was second to um, the superstar Zanza at Newbury on his reappearance this term. <laughs> and then uh, last time out, uh, two and a half miles, a bit too short, ground too soft. Didn't run badly behind Midnight River uh, on New Year's Day at Cheltenham. Seventh of 16 was a 20 to 1 shot, kept on at the business end. So, uh, as long as he's not too far off the pace in the early, too far off the pace in the early stages, I thought Demachine, um, sort of 12 to 1 or thereabouts, uh, could go well. T for free has been very progressive um, since joining Charlie Longston. And, um, Sorry, since undergoing wind, uh, second bout of wind surgery, I should say, and, revert, and returning defences, winning four from four. Um, conditional jockey has got a poor record in this race. Um, I haven't won in the last 10 years from uh, many, many who've tried. But you assume T for free is just going to be going from the front as well. So, you know, those, those are the ones I'm looking at. I'll probably split between um, Windsor Avenue and the machine. Um, two different running styles just in case Windsor Avenue and T for Free do get a bit of a ding dong from an early stage. Uh, GA Laura wasn't usually keen on at 11 or 4 given that uh, he's up in trip. Yeah, so not overly keen, overly keen on him, but De Machine and Windsor Avenue. Honestly, you two have a week a weekend off of jump racing and you've come down on Windsor Avenue just completely throwing me now. I don't know. Everything's gone. Everything's gone mad. Um, I, I can't bring myself to do it. But I have got a selection in this that is a similar price or the same because I like the uh, what was the outsider of the field? He's actually clipped in from 25 to 1 to 20 to 1. Massive market move for him. Um, because this I agree with you, Daryl. I don't think this is the strongest sky bet chase we've ever seen by any means. So for all that I love Galore, and of course C for three is very progressive, but I can't ignore that price about Shanty Alley because the fact he's run well on both of his starts already this season, second on each of those occasions, the improvement seemingly coming from the wind operation that he had over the summer, and he just instantly reaped the rewards for that on his reappearance start, running his best race since March 2021, before backing that up at Newbury in the Mandarin last time out. I know the Mandarin isn't the race it was, but again, like I say, this is a week of sky bet for me. But he was ridden prominently, showed a game attitude once he was headed, so even off of this four-pound rise for that second-place finish, he remains feasibly treated on his 2021 form. I just hope the ground isn't too quick for him. We don't really know what the ground is at Doncaster at the minute. It's a bit confusing. Uh, but 25, 20 to 1, Shanty Alley, I can risk conditions will suit him anyway. And our final scheduled race is from Cheltenham in the form of the Grade 2 Ballymore Novices Hurdle for four-year-olds and over, over two miles for all, four at 3.35. Lots of runners in here, Andrew. So what are your fancies? Yeah, really gutted that Nigel Twist and Davies doesn't 
run weevil being caught here and i think he's so good that he could actually finish fourth or fifth in the albert bartlett behind the irish runners uh doing best of the british uh, maybe i'll have a match bet with uh, daryl's nichols horse uh, if, if he does actually make that race um but rock my way who yeah. just turned we've all been caught uh in the maiden hurdle last time is very interesting for the sid hosey yard I'm a fully paid up member of the Sid Hosey fan club um, in this race, got two in it, uh, and I will bet them both. Now, um, so this one, uh, making his rules debut after winning a point to point, was 66 to 1 behind uh, We've All Been Caught. This was when there was quite a strong headwind into the Straits, uh, the Cheltenham meeting on New Year's Day. We've All Been Caught, ran a huge race, you know, grinding it out from the front into the, wind, uh, into the teeth of the wind, getting no cover. Uh, Rock My Way ran a similar race. Um, you know, he thought well, he was going to drop out the back of the telly in the middle in a minute, but he he, he kept um, pl kept plugging away. Finished second, only beating a length and a quarter. Um, he, he was 14s, then he was 10s, then he was 15 to two in the last couple of hours. So, uh, I mean, obviously we don't know if it's going to be one of those Cheltenham meetings where the insides cut up. He ends up racing around the inner like Tom Scudamore normally does, and mm -hmm. then uh, everything comes late and wide, Paddy Brennan style. Um, but I thought he'd go well. The other one uh, I want to be on is stable mate way out. Um, he's a hundred to one. Um, he was only eight to one when second at Taunton last time, uh, and again raced um, on the inside of the on the inside. Didn't jump brilliantly the time before that. He was tenth at Wincanton again, stuck to the swamp on the inside rail. And uh, I think there's there's more to come from uh, way out, particularly now uh, running on a left-handed track again. 100 to 1, got to, got to be worth a couple of quid each way. Yeah, definitely. So all aboard the Sid, Sid Hosey bandwagon, who just are really firing all of a sudden at the end. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some sort of Gay Calloway connection now between the Sid Hosey yard and Gay Calloway. Don't quote me on that, but uh, I'm pretty well, sure... Like, she's in really good form as well, isn't she? Yeah, that's it. I believe there's some sort of connection there, why both yards are suddenly um, really on the up again at the minute. So, yeah, Sid Hosey, definitely the yard to keep on side with those two and uh, fair prices for the pair of them. Daryl, who do you like? I don't know, to be honest. I think it'll only take a mid-130 performance to win this. Um, and, and Pembroke's already done that. And he was quite impressive in doing so at Ludlow. So he, he was sort of where I was drawn to. I thought the four... Henry Second's bump performance really strong. But I thought the hurdle form last time at Sandown was very weak. That then led me to believe that maybe I should start looking at a second season novice in Can You Call, who was very impressive last time at, uh, at Utoxa when he absolutely hacked up. Um, he's a horse that, that's got form that ties in with the likes of witness protection who are all rated in the, the 130s and that might be good enough to win. He's an improving horse, but he's the older horse, uh, eight-year-old. Um, so I, I, I came unstuck with it. I, I couldn't, so I sort of thought that Rock My Way should have probably been second favourite for this. Mm. But um, now its price is just sort of crashing in front of my eyes. It's not going to be enough time to get on and get it out and do that sort of thing. So I, I kind of just sat back and didn't really have a strong opinion. <laughs> Sorry, Kate, <laughs> just spoke a lot for nothing. Do not apologise. The amount of races, dear God, we've covered today where we've had the opinions, that is absolutely fine, but still still offering us insight and ways to play our final scheduled race anyway in that 3.35 at Cheltenham. So, Daryl, I'll go back to you. If you've had time to look at anything else, we've covered a lot, but did you have anything from anywhere else? Yeah, I do. Um, so, <laughs> so Cheltenham are going Saturday. So um, the eleven forty. I think I really, really bloody like this Jupiter the Geek. Yeah. I, it was an excellent time at Newbury last time. I think he's going to take a world of beating in the first race at eleven forty. In the twelve ten, I think Fire Dancer could be a one forty five minimum horse, and he's running yeah. up one twenty. So 
I think he's got a, a fantastic chance. Over at Utoxter in the 232, Raph, uh, Raph McNee and West of the Bridge. I'm going to back them both. West of the Bridge got a good record at the turn of the year. And the final one was just to keep an eye on in the 410 of, of Comprond. Um, he's 28 to 1. I know he's off a mark of 147, but he was brought down in the Lanzarote last time. Two chases didn't go to plan, but last year he bolted up at, at Punchestown and looking like he could potentially be a graded horse. So keep an eye on him. I might have a couple of quid just to save on him, but um, Camprond is also interesting. Yeah, he's a massive price, isn't he? 28 yeah. to 1 Camprond at the minute. When do you ever see that horse at, at that for it? Yeah, so like you say, have a few quid on him, but plenty of other ways to play Cheltenham Manor. You talked to race there as well for Daryl. Andrew, anything from anywhere else? Um, yeah, in the 410 at Cheltenham, uh, punctuation for the Paddy Brennan Yard fits the stats of the race and uh, the yards won this previously will be um, particularly of interest if the, the wide route looks to be favoured as well because yeah. Paddy Brennan's on board. In the uh, the time form, novices handicap chase the 1210. Uh, I thought the brakes might be off unexpected party who makes his uh, handicap chase debut, but uh, the market seems to have got that covered. He's only about nine to two, I think, at the moment. Uh, yeah. and that's it for me. Oh, grand. Well, that's all right then. But like I say, yeah, unexpected party thought you'd be hoping for a bigger price than that, or are you just going to leave him to it now that he's nine to two? So, yeah, we'll see about him in that first time at Tonto. The same. Right, Andrew, back to you, please, for your nap. Um, oh, crikey, I've completely forgotten you were going to ask Probably that. enough. What a um, surprise. That was, that was my nap that you would forget no. I asked you for a nap. <laughs> yeah, I'll go uh, punctuation in the 410 at Chelsea. Oh, cool. Okay, punctuation it is. Daryl, your nap, please. Oh, the Paddy Pies just led all the way other than the line at uh, Weatherby. Led everywhere by the line. He led everywhere other than the last Which 20 stars. you watching? Oh. Are you joking, are you? The master of multitaskers here. Great we'll see, we'll see what... vision for this podcast. We'll, we'll see what he did odds were then. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Jupiter the Geek in the 1140 opener at Cheltenham. I think it could be pretty useful, and I think he's the British's best chance in the Triumph Hurdle. Yeah, I agree. I think he's I think he's a bit of a freak, and I like Gary Moore's words about him in the week where he was like, well, that was unexpected. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, hopefully he is a, a freak. And I'm going to go, dear old Paisley, because five to four is just an unbelievably fair price for me. Paisley Park in the three o'clock at Cheltenham in the Cleve Harder. So that is everything from us this week. Bumper edition of this week's GG Weekend. Watch kindly sponsored by Bet UK. Thank you to Daryl and to Andrew for all of their hard work as per usual. Enjoy the action this weekend. Best of luck with your bets and we'll speak to you again next week. Goodbye,